0: Alright, well I gotta do this because it's like a ritual. Cause when you see the big audio like jump, you know where to
1: I, I trust me, I understand.
0: <laughs> you get it, you get it.
2: Make it! Big it is my podcast! Big it! Big it! Big it is my podcast! Make it! Big it. It, my... it. it is my podcast!
0: Make it! Yeah! welcome everybody to bacon is my podcast where today jimmy got old jimmy got a little bit better looking up oh, over that way today no jimmy is actually out in nebraska he's out in nebraska yes. in the cornfields
1: from nebraska right now it's me jimmy
0: your your name tag says otherwise <laughs> we can we can see that we can see that over on strangerhood tv Ladies and gentlemen, we have not only the co-host to an awesome podcast that I happen to listen to and shout out all the time. She's with the band, uh, but also one of one of the one of the uh, well, also a former guest of the show. Yeah. right. And yeah. uh, one of the OG believers in Bacons My podcast because yeah. she was one of the only PR agents who wasn't like bacon is my (laughs) fuck that I
1: mean I silently was like what is this podcast about but then I figured it out and was like oh this is sick yeah of course
0: yeah ladies (laughs) and gentlemen Tori Kravitz is helping me co-host today what's going on dude
1: dude I have big shoes to fill like Jimmy's your guy like for me to be in his position I I take this opportunity with the utmost respect and I appreciate your trust (laughs) <laughs> I
0: I appreciate that you think that there's big shoes to fill, but we're not that professional, and you would know that if you listen to She's with the Band because, uh, her and Alicia, know what they're doing, uh, because that that's what they did. Like that's what they did coming into the industry. They they okay. came up and they were like interviewers and stuff like that. And Jimmy and I have only been doing it for two and a half years, and we still don't know what we're doing. But, but it'll, I, I it'll be love good to have the you
1: style of like how conversational it is and off the cuff it is. I think it's almost this interesting balance where Alicia and I sometimes are too professional. Where we're like, chill out. You do podcasts now. It's not that serious. So I, I, I learned from you all too.
0: Oh, well, I appreciate that. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully you learned something from this. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, no, dude, thank you for hanging out with us. And thank you for doing this. You are super busy. In your, in your podcast life, in your PR life, a couple of weeks ago, we, we both interviewed the same person, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> we, we, just, we dropped the episode on the same day. It was so funny because like, so I, I, and I talk about on the episode is that I, on all episodes, uh, is that the best way for me to be able to research people is by listening to people on their podcasts. Mm -hmm. And I listened to yours and, and I heard that you had Lena on, uh, it was with, uh, with Melissa cross and I heard that you had Lena on and I was like, Oh dude, we have Lena like later on. I'm so excited because I don't have to listen to a bunch of shitty podcasts and I'm going to get to listen to hers. And I go, Hey Tori, when does it come out? And you're like, uh April tenth. And I was like, Oh that's calendar. <laughs> Google Calendar. Oh, that's the same day. But yeah. It's alright. Well,
1: we just we tried to record a bit far in advance because Alicia and I both have pretty insane schedules. So it was just funny when I saw the Instagram stories that y'all went up and I was like, wow. That timing is crazy because i didn't realize it was gonna be literally the same day until i, I saw it happen and i was like wow Lena well, must be so confused
0: <laughs> i i didn't realize it i legit didn't realize it like when i asked you when it was coming out because yeah. I, I was just kind of like all right well i know you did it so i'm gonna ask because i don't want to listen to a crappy podcast uh but yeah we'll uh <laughs> it's okay. But you guys run into you get you ran into the same thing that I did because back when we started this it was it was a lot of like reaching out to everybody and 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 like getting a lot of opportunities and not get, like if you get an email from a certain person, you're not going to go, "Uh, nah, wait. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't you can't fucking do that, right? Like when you're starting a podcast,
1: um, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, we had a bit of a different situation, at least with this one, because we have not fussed backing us up. So yeah, when the publicists that we I mean, some of the publicists we work with, we worked with since we were teenagers, since we were 13, 14 years old. So when they caught wind of this podcast, it was like the floodgates opened to like interview this band, interview my band. And we were just like, We only do one episode a week. <laughs> we can only take on so much, which was a amazing problem to have. Um but we're, we're definitely a little far in advance on recording so we got so excited with wanting to say yes to everyone that now we're like, sorry, your episode's coming out in two months.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I we had that problem too. And then when we did So What Fest, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, we just did So What Fest. We did 19 interviews. Are we going to literally wait 19 weeks before we put something else yeah. out? Uh, so like... I know you're going to probably do some festival stuff as well. Are you guys going to like, it's on the radar. Uh, are you guys thinking about doing additional episodes, especially like you, you've got a, uh, like a production team behind (laughs) you a little bit too. Um, are you going to do like a once a week thing or if you cover it, are you going to start doing like additional episodes or a YouTube page or what are you going to do?
1: Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, nothing's been confirmed <laughs> yet. Everything's still very much up in the air and just in talks. Um, we'll see. I mean, it depends on how many interviews we do. It depends on what Nafas wants to do. They are so brilliant in the way that they do their content that we kind of just follow their lead um, in terms of how they want everything rolled out. If it were up to Alicia and I, we'd probably want to do an interview every single day and post every single day. Um, <laughs> but we can't live that life. so. Um, we'll, we'll see
2: what happens, I suppose.
1: Awesome. I I love doing festivals when I covered Warped Tour every year. It was like, it would, it, it would be a rollout of two episodes a week and it would still take a month to post them all because you do so many. So yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Um, so I, I mean, we do digress. We could probably do another whole episode now, but we do (laughs) on this episode,
1: we have,
0: uh, a member of the band outlining color, Mm -hmm. a different, a different member, uh, two and a half years ago, we had mike skaggs the the unclean vocalist quote unquote unclean vocalist but now if you listen to their new records he sings too but we have the clean vocalist and bass player jonathan grimes uh he wow. is a super cool interview uh i'm super glad that he is doing interviews more now because skaggs just totally because he he was like the original member who's been there all the way through right and uh and he's done he started on keyboards and then he did bass and then he did vocals and all that stuff so he's just like obviously the guy to talk to you, but now we got jonathan we're trying to collect them all here on bacon's my podcast <laughs> you know it's uh, that's what we try and do here like gotta get all the members pokemon exactly it's the same thing it's all the yeah. thing so let's start that interview Tori's gonna help us out here this week we're gonna start that episode right about now interruption I was gonna do the hold up hey <laughs> <laughs> but that was better nice there's no time like today to take care of your your hygiene indeed indeed and one of those things that can help you if you're a man or a woman even yeah uh manscaped manscaped can help you with their uh their lawnmower 4.0 uh their lawnmower 4.0 has skin safe technology it's a ceramic blade it's waterproof
2: it's got a nice little uh led lights this way you can Mm -hmm. see underneath all those those crevices shave your privates in the shower in the dark don't actually do that don't do that but that, you that, could yeah you could with manscape because you have a light indeed indeed and for guys uh listen
0: uh the perfect package point uh 4.0 yeah is like where it's at for you guys. Because it comes with not only the lawnmower, not only
2: the weed whacker for your ear and nose holes. Well, we got one. So, yeah. So bring it up real quick. What you also get... So, yes. For one, you get the Lawnmower 4.0, which is ceramic blades. It's not going to cut you. It's got a guard so you can... You know, make sure that you got a trim in some spots. You got yes. to the skin in other spots. You make sure that that bean bag's shiny. You know, we also have Package some-
0: Package that bean bag in- Underwear. Underwear.
2: Yeah, It's got the, uh, the little ball pouch. It does have the ball pouch. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Separate, it's technology. Um, this right here- I like is this. for
0: when you are shaving your balls. Yeah, it's little placemats. So this yeah, it's way, like,
2: it's like a newspaper.
0: Yeah, but then you just you you shave them, you crumple it up, you throw it away. No mess, no hus, no fuss. Yeah, right. Is that, it's is also that got it some.
2: It's it's got some fun, funny articles in it. It, as does. Well, it so does. It does. It does. One you. read I it. recommend you definitely read it, yeah. but not while you're shaving your nuts. No, uh, there's the ball deodorant. Yes, I, I use it every day. Crop preserver. And the Crop Reviver... I don't use it every day, but I have used it plenty of times. It is times. pretty
0: fantastic. You need that midday spritz. Yep. Just psst, psst, go for it. Freshens you up right away. Who doesn't love a little spritz on the bean bag? Exactly.
2: And where do I keep it all? Well, right here. The Shed, baby. You know what? The Shed is a pouch for the things to clean your pouch. Exactly. Right? Right. Right? I use it personally for my
0: toilet trees when I travel. You do, I've it's, seen it. I, I've got I've got multiple. I've got a few of them.
2: Uh-huh. So uh yeah, go ahead, manscaped.com, use the promo code Pod. You get 20% off this entire order plus free shipping. Uh, Not only can you get the Perfect Package 4.0, but you can sign up for their program where they will send you new stuff automatically. New blades. Every month, every two months, every three months. You decide. You decide what you need. If you need new blades every three months, they'll send you new blades every three months. If you want to check out uh, maybe the crop mops. I can't talk about the crop mops. Enough. They're my favorite thing. Yes, uh, get those. Get those every month. When you anyway, come and you hang out right. with us and we see you and stuff like that, we always have crop mops on our person. So
0: it's yeah. like sure a business card, us.
2: but for Manscaped and not us. Yes.
0: So go ahead. Yeah. Manscaped.com promo code BaconPod twenty percent off free shipping. Call it a day. Thank you very much. Yeah. Welcome everybody to, well, you heard the intro. Today, we are joined by Jonathan Grimes. He is the bass player, but more importantly, the clean vocalist of the band, Outlining Color. And I say more importantly because I love to shit on basses. <laughs> I think we all do. It's okay. Right? Right. My favorite joke comes from uh, Metalocalypse. I don't know if you've ever watched that show, it is brilliant. Yes. But I
3: love uh, that show. They're going on uh, Death Clock, going on tour with Poppy. I
0: saw that, and I want to go so bad. I want to I've go seen, so bad. I've seen <laughs> Death Clock. I've seen them live. Oh, were they good, dude? Dude, amazing, <sighs> I'm amazing. Jealous. And it was so cool because it's. Uh... All right. Well, we've got Jonathan Grimes from Outlining oh, here. <laughs> Sorry. Before we Before we get too far into it, but <laughs> yeah, dude. De- the- the- so basically, what they do is they play. The band is just just silhouette. And then they have animation like a a specific animation just for live shows Mm -hmm. above them. And in between songs, it's almost like a two or three minute episode of of Metalocalypse Hmm. every time. Oh, my God. Weird. It was amazing.
3: I like that, though. I mean, why not put the actual show like above you? yeah was it like something specific for the concert, or did they do yeah. like different like, yeah, okay.
0: it was Respect. specific for the concert and and the best part was, um the best part was between the on the like the set and the encore because it was a cartoon of murderface going into the bathroom. <laughs> okay. and, he, and he was sitting down. And they were like, oh, it's going to be a while. He's like, I'm just peeing. And then it was like this whole thing about how murder face sits when he pees <laughs> in between that. It was hilarious. It, it was and then he amazing. pees for 15 minutes
3: straight. And that's all you hear in the speakers for 15 minutes. I would, it wasn't. I lose wasn't, my
0: mind. But it was it would have been it would have been funny. But it was it was a great show. But you guys are going on tour soon.
3: Yeah, speaking I'm excited of shows. for that. <laughs> speaking. You're going to do shows. shows. Is
0: there going to be any uh, animation? At this?
3: Uh, there could be. You should. There definitely. There could be. I mean, it's nothing's out of the question. We had a uh, on Halloween. We had an Arby's logo behind all of us and Skag's wore a dress. Nice. The only way
1: for people watching to know if there's going to be any of this stuff is to come to one of the shows.
3: Yes. Yeah. In
1: hopes of some animation, right?
3: Oh, there's. Always, yes. There's always something. <laughs> there's always something at, at each at each show. We just have to figure out what it is. I really want them to uh, to John Cena or Rick Roll everybody. Like, can Ooh. you play this song? Play Eat your heart out. And then Rick or, It's John Cena! Or something <laughs> like absolutely re- like I want it so bad. Uh, that they got would be the uh, they got the robotic Siri voice to do um the opening line to that song, which is pretty cool.
0: Oh, that really that's pretty sick. It was a previous. That's tour. pretty
3: awesome. I like that or not. But
1: well, I like I that, that kind of creativity.
0: Um. So real quick, like, so something that I love about outlining color is, um, and this is something that kind of started popping up in rock. And I don't know why it didn't happen before, is you guys do tons of collaborations, right? Oh, yeah and and that i, I kind of i love that because i you know like i get i get buddies of mine who ask me to come on their records and same with us but it's never one of those things where it's like this person featuring this person and i i love doing collaborations or or even just you know like if somebody asks me hey could could you just like record this scream over this like sure i, I sure. i'm in i'm i'm absolutely in so um First off, how do you approach collaborations? Because, you know, you guys write us. Do you guys like write a song and then have somebody in mind for it? Or is Uh, it one of those things where you you guys uh, have stuff going and then you just kind of go, all right, well, we can throw somebody on here.
3: Yeah, uh, kind of both. Um, A lot of our writing process now is a I don't want to say all of it's a collaborative effort, but we usually write um, with different kinds of people like on um on do your worst we wrote that song with a country singer
0: yeah
3: uh and she was in nashville and just has always wanted to write a rock song um megan patrick her husband's mitchell uh tenpenny big country guy he used to be like a metal guy um and we were like yeah of course and then we wrote a track with uh jack from sleeping with sirens and it pretty much just like any opportunity that comes like across we're we're gonna we're gonna take it um sometimes it is hey we have this track it's demoed um do you have something that's a cool idea or we're doing this cover do you guys want to throw you know do you want to throw down on like uh, a bridge or um sometimes uh i'll just sing harmonies to something like if skaggs is doing something and he he comes over because cj um our guitarist is a producer and he lived with me for over five years and we recorded all of imposter syndrome part one and two here in the house um and he produced all of it and then somebody else mixed it and all that. But um there's times where we're like, Man, like we really, really need something. Like, what vocalist sounds good on this part? Uh, like, stay away. We were uh, writing with our producer Hiram, and we were like, Man, like it'd be really cool to get Benny on this track from a void, and uh he just absolutely killed it. Um and Easter egg, Loveless, and Michael Swank. Were supposed to be on the other songs so quicksand was supposed to have loveless do your worst was supposed to have swank and they actually did a version of those and we still have them somewhere um which we might eventually like let people hear at some point we don't we don't know <laughs> we're open to whatever but we're pretty much open to anything like if somebody has a track and they're like you want to do this or if they say let's just sit down in a room and write something or like send stuff back and forth like we're uh we we don't really have an ego when when there's writing i guess is the the main thing like we'll we're open to whatever the best idea in the room is the best idea doesn't have to be mine doesn't
0: have to be you know like the that's, song is the god the song the song how the song comes out is how it comes out now the song is the god it's it, it it doesn't matter about getting your shit in like,
3: yeah as long as i like can participate that's all i care about
0: yeah
1: yeah you know, I think it's it's such a small world that you worked with Loveless as well, because I mean, I found them God knows how long, like maybe over a year now and ended up doing PR for them for a second. And now you just can't escape them. But I oh, think it's been Yeah,
3: cool they're everywhere.
1: Everywhere. And I think it's been cool to see like, that's kind of the new generation of like the scene, if you will, and like bringing new life into post hardcore and these genres that I we've all been around for a very long time. And especially Outline and Color being around as long as you all have. You've kind of seen like these new waves coming up. So, who do you think doing a good job of carrying that torch now, in addition to Loveless? Because you all seem so oh. open minded, which is really cool to see.
3: Oh, uh, man. That's a hard question. Because uh, <laughs> well, there's do you a lot eye of. Eye on? Uh, there's a lot of personal bias that I have. Um, let me <laughs> That's okay. let me just pull, let me pull my Spotify up.
1: Uh, you know what? Though the same thing happens <laughs> to me when someone's like, "What are you listening to right now?" And like, even though there's so much music in my brain, it all goes right out the window as soon as I'm asked the question.
3: Right. <laughs> so, bring um, out the Spotify. It it'll be different for me than it is for everybody else in the band because uh, I feel like post-hardcore or like where Loveless is bridges that gap between like this is mainstream pop he has mm-hmm. like Julian's voice is amazing Sick. and then there's the other bands that are like rain city rain city drive who every single one we love them sweethearts um and then like there's so many bands that like can encapsulate that like this could be popular but for me post hardcore is that like nice bridge between mostly singing and you know and i like metalcore i like you know uh, I, I was in a pop punk band a long time ago so like that's where my roots are And, like, old emo music. (sighs) I put my thing down. Uh, (laughs) Dang. Uh, There's a band on TikTok called 408 that I Mm -hmm. just found, and they're pretty sick. Um, Set It Off's new song. Uh, I like Set It Off a lot. Uh, His voice is phenomenal. And now that they're independent and their new song sounds a lot like uh, like Wolf in Sheep's clothing, Clothing, I don't remember Love if that's that the name song. of the album. Yeah, such yeah. a good song! Like they do, such a good job of like carrying that on. Um, and I think Loveless is a great example. Uh, I think Rivals should be huge. Um, there's so many good bands that it's really, really hard to pick. Uh, there's another band called Nerve, N-E-R-V, that I found a long time ago. Um, that dude's voice voices, very good, uh, and they're they're right along the uh, post-hardcore like. Rain City Drive, Loveless, like if that's your jam, l- look at them. Um, but there's so many bands that could like fill that role.
1: I mean, that was yeah. a great list to start with. So lots of new music for everyone listening to be able to check out, which is always fun. Yep.
0: Yeah. I yeah. so another thing that I, that I love about you guys, especially with this new record, because I mean, especially with post post hardcore, right? A lot of it is you scream your verses. And then you do a catchy chorus, right? And it's, and that, and that's just kind of your, 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 and put it, put a breakdown. You need a breakdown in the middle. If you don't have a breakdown, it's not post-hardcore. The formula. Um, Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, like, you, you, you guys completely do away with that. You guys, uh, especially, like I said, especially this new record, you guys completely do away with that. so what what goes into and and again I guess a lot of it happens with the song as the God, and you you let that guide you. Um but how do you how do you guys approach that kind of stuff first off and second off uh why are your choruses as what I like to call what, what Jimmy and I like to call CAF catchy as fuck <laughs> because that's <laughs> I appreciate that. that's what you do I I appreciate that you go you go into a song (laughs) and you're like how do I make this catchy as fuck and you do you you accomplish such things dude
3: I thank you I really appreciate that um I think the reason why some of our verses and choruses work so well as far as the catchy part is uh Skaggs and I approach things very differently because he he sings a lot on this album yeah uh, and does like more yell type singing and sc- obviously screaming. Um, I overcomplicate everything. I want to fit everything into the smallest <laughs> box to where I'm just like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I can breathe. I, I got to take a breath here. Um, and he is all, he's about like the, uh, he doesn't may- maybe classified as this, but like the kiss method, the keep it simple, stupid, where he thinks of something that is simple and interesting and catchy and not too much where there's a line a pause a line and i feel like it's the yin and yang without like conflicting each other too much of being Mm -hmm. able to iron something out um and and because neither of us think our idea is the best we are just like here's everything idea one two three four five a mix of three and five and then we just go from there and make sure the lyrics you know mesh well um, and I think that's why our courses work so well. And a lot of the producers we work with, um, the last couple albums, we haven't gone in with any material, Oh wow. hardly at all. We just we we write almost everything on the spot minus, you know, a wow. couple one offs. Um, but we we like to have inspiration like as it happens. And as you're excited about the idea, the more that is going to grow. And if you're yeah. excited about the idea as it's happening, somebody else is gonna be excited about the idea. And even though you've listened to it like 3,000 times before mixing and mastering and you know all, all the works, um, you're gonna get re-excited about it again when people start talking about it and listen to it. And I think that's, I think that's why it, it, it goes so well with choruses. Um, and I, I gained some of my confidence uh, with writing choruses and melodies because I, I, I feel like I'm a, a really big melody guy yeah. Um, with my melodies on, uh, our self-titled, uh, broken record was a song that made me really, really, really feel good about my, uh, writing ability. Cause that was right. Uh, right after I rejoined the band, cause I was the original vocalist. I left him back anyway, all four of us are OG members. So, you know, there's not any huge, huge, uh, shuffling, but, uh, that's I think where it came from is, uh, We're really good at writing together, uh, even though we had, like, a shift on imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome. And we just don't care about whose idea makes it at all. Yeah. As long as I feel like I can connect with it and we're like, okay, well, this vowel sounds good on this high note or it doesn't sound as open or it doesn't sound like it punches as hard. Um, You know, we're, we're all about, like, the little bitty things. And because I am so, like, let me go down this, like five-year rabbit hole of thinking of everything of what could be best. Um, Like we, we try to find all the little things that we can to make it as as good as possible. And what I was saying before about how to write um, you know, that's, that's kind of how we go into it is sometimes we'll have a material or sometimes we'll sit down with nothing and um, collaborate with different people. And we have felt better collaborating um, as of late than we ever have. And I would, definitely suggest to other other bands and other other writers to find a producer that um is willing to collaborate with you and tell you if your idea sucks or not um yeah. and don't get butt hurt about it because <laughs> we we all will um but it, you know the more that you have you know stone skin about it and don't have an ego about it the better it's going to come out like a hundred percent i promise ah!
2: Quick reminder that this show is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Mythical Beards. Check them out, mythicalbeards.com. You can get stickers, you can get hoodies, you can get all that kind of stuff, but most importantly, you can get shit for your face. Keep your beard fresh, keep it clean, keep it groomed. If it's good enough for Mick Foley,
0: God damn it, it's good enough for us. I'm wearing the Kraken right now. I am actually
2: wearing the Dracula. Nice. And that's why I smell like an old-time barbershop. If you go to mythicalbeards.com and use the promo code BACON15, you get 15% off your entire order. The show is also brought to you by our good friends at grillyourassoff.com, where you can also get 15% off of your order of all spices, grilling rubs. They're uh, delicious freaking sauces yes delicious sauces all that kind of stuff every season is grilling season if you like to cook yes definitely check it out com. use the promo code bacon because it'll keep grilling season all year fucking long 15% 15% off with the promo code 10% off at drinkwildbills.com, where you can get all kinds of great sodas, which we've seen lots of mixers for. So keep sending them in, hashtag drinkwildbills, hashtag whatsyourbacon. Mm-hmm. Send us your your beverage options. Of choice. And yes. also poddex.com. You can see them in an another part of the show. Yes, but indeed. But both of those, 10% off, you use the promo code bacon. So yes. check it out let us know what you think let us know what you got use them find them if you can't remember what we just said go to baconismypodcast.com everything's there check it out thanks for watching that 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 process is super important And in
0: fact that's that, jimmy and i on thursdays what we actually do is all, we have a live stream we we back in 2015 or 2016 we wrote probably about 20 songs uh we ended up having him pick five our producer Uh, We sat down, and on Twitch, we actually, with him, he'll give us his notes live, and we will come back, and then we'll go. Okay, here's his notes on this song. Let's re-record it, and we go and we redo it every single time. And it's 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 a really like strong. uh, It's something that a lot of people have to realize is that, uh, you know, as as much as you're doing the song for you. And yeah, at the end of the day, you're writing this song for you. Um, if you're trying to do anything with it, you got to get an outside opinion. You got to yeah. get somebody else's thoughts on it. And if you can't handle it, well, then you can't. You should probably shouldn't put it out there. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, if you're writing music for yourself and write it for yourself, and and that's it. But yeah,
3: and yeah. like, and not 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 every song. And I, there was like, um part of that question that was like how do you decide like genres and like breaking the mold of those and and we we're kind of the band that doesn't doesn't really care what genre it falls in like we're still going to be like a version of metalcore or post hardcore whatever you want to title it as um but as long as we like the song we're putting it out we can write a country album if we want to not saying we're going to uh it, you know just call out outlining country it's out now um you know (laughs) but uh sometimes when we get bored at practice we'll sing in a country twang and it's really funny (laughs) but uh because we're from Oklahoma but we don't care what we write like if it comes out and it's a like a pop punk song like the last song we just wrote like a couple months ago sounds pretty like pop punk post hardcore it's not out anywhere um just because we're always writing and it sounds awesome like really really good and it's catchy um but we don't care it like we we want people to still like us that have lo- followed us for a long time, and there's songs that we've you know been writing in the process of where I'm like I hate this song like this sounds, ugh, it sounds like doo doo I don't want to put this out like this doesn't sound like us at all, but once you get our voices on it and change some things and production and all the magic um like bitter was like that that was my least favorite song on this album when we were writing it and now sure. it's one of my favorites like 100 i thought it was the most butt rocky not my you know not my cup of tea song that we could have ever had same thing with toss the match which has chris Ritter, uh like moss of flames on it like those two songs when they started were my least favorite and they're like top three top four of all the songs on the album now they turn out awesome
1: you know it's such a segue to something i really wanted to ask you as well because you're talking about like this blur of genre lines like mm-hmm. how you know is sometimes intertwined with rock and you you've mentioned in interviews loving pop and hip-hop and as a band being inspired by so many genres that are outside of post post hardcore and metal um but there's like this sense of pride that i think up until recently metalheads have had of like we don't listen to pop all these other genres like it's not cool <laughs> you're losing your cred dude and so like, I would love your take on this of like why you think that is because it's, I think that's something that I, I actually really enjoy about your music is I can hear those other influences and you have no shame in saying something sounds a little more commercial than something else.
3: I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Honestly, like when it comes to that, it almost feels like gatekeeping culture when people are like you're not allowed to listen to pop you can't listen to ariana grande or john mayer or you know whatever and i'm like just because i think Mayo's spicy doesn't mean you know, um like i'm i'm literally like you i'm fluorescently white like i i learned how to play guitar because i was watching john mayer play guitar it, it is what it i is. love john mayer
1: um, no shame
3: it is it's the same thing about in my mind it's like learning a language when you learn how to play music or you learn how to speak Spanish or sign language or French or whatever it is, just because it's different than what you automatically do every day, you're not going to go speak Spanish every single day of your life just because you learn Spanish or Japanese or whatever. But it's still good to know and unlocks part of your brain that you would not have seen before, just like reading books. Like you're not going to only watch Netflix until you die. Right? Reading, reading books – I mean, maybe we all but I don't know. But uh, reading books, reading books is 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 also such a great way to expand your brain. And just because you only listen to metal doesn't make you wrong. And just because you don't like pop doesn't make you wrong. But you can still have an appreciation for that style of music. Like my parents, like my dad um, was a session musician and he wrote tons of like disco songs and all sorts of things that he doesn't get credit for because. Long story short, licensing and all that, it's easy. It was easy to screw people over uh, back in like the 80s. Um, But, you know, just because I don't love classic rock, most of it, or country, does not mean that I can't appreciate like that music and say, this is a good country song. Keith Urban, country pop, all the way. He's a great artist. He's a great singer. He's a great writer, or whoever writes for him is a great writer. I don't know. (laughs) But, you know, just because, you know, you, Listen to pop does not make you any less of a metalhead. <laughs> like there's no there's no reason to not listen to other kinds of music, in my opinion. I, well I yeah yeah I, I mean yeah
0: dude. I, I You're
2: shortchanging completely...
0: yourself. It's music.
2: For <laughs> sure, you
3: love music.
0: And at the end of the day, if the chorus is catchy as fuck, it doesn't matter, right? Um, something I will ask is because you 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 guys do a decent amount of covers. Um, it, it, it so for me. I, I mean, I, I'm in band chats all the time, and and it's always we need to cover this song because somebody <laughs> heard it on the radio or it popped up on Spotify or this or that. Oh, it's man. literally it's. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it every day or every other day? <laughs>
3: oh man, when does your day end? Does it end at midnight? Does it end at three a.m.? <laughs> does it... I, 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 I don't that's think it really question. matters i don't think it really matters <laughs> um i'm guilty of it too uh, oh i do every, it all every the time other too. day um i don't know like th- there was a there was a time and place uh, for covers and like if you look at loveless for example because we we talked about them they're not a cover band they like their biggest song was a cover
2: mm-hmm.
3: but he, his original music and uh, like their their original music as a group is insane And there is something good to doing covers. Like I Prevail popped off of a Taylor Swift cover, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, And a Day to Remember. Um, Like, there's such a huge, huge market capture when you do a cover that somebody loves. But at the same time, like, you don't want to only be known for that that cover of that song. Like, you look at our last night, and they were a great band. But right, but they're, most they're people only covers. listen to them for their covers, and they're known for their covers. Yeah. That doesn't mean their original music is bad, but it gets really hard to like escape that, and that's like part of the fear of doing a cover. But at the same time, like, hey, do you guys want to do a cover for pop punkos pop? Like that, that's the best like time to do. Why well, I cover, feel like you thing. guys,
0: you guys kind of um, you break the mold with that, and and again, this goes to back to the the band cover thing because I I know all the time. There's discussions about, OK, well, if we're going to do a cover, we should do something that's uh, top 40. You got to find something that's rising the charts or, or something that just hit number 40 now, and, and hopefully it gets whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys, even with this new record, you guys did the vines. <laughs> yeah, we which, sure did. <laughs> which I mean, I saw the vines once, uh, and when the PA went out, uh, the the whole arena cheered.
3: Oh. Yeah. That's not what you want.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not what you want. But that song they played, they opened with it and everybody went fucking crazy. But anyway, like that's not a new song. That but it's also not like a top 40 song. It's also mm-hmm. not like a classic song and stuff like that. So what what goes into that process of like of okay, well, how how do we pick a cover song? Um you know, like uh, for for instance, I I legit uh, over on Strangerhood TV, I did a uh, I did a cover of uh, Ghost by Justin Bieber, right? Okay. And uh, I kicked it to my drummer, and I said, "Hey, what do you what do you think about doing this?" And he's like, "Dude, let's do it. This is fucking awesome." And I was like, "Cool, <laughs> you don't mind it's a cover?" And he's like, "Wait, what? It's a cover?" I was like, "Yeah, it's a Justin <laughs> Bieber song." And he goes, that- "Fuck Justin Bieber." That's what it's about. What do you mean? It's like, fuck Justin Bieber. I don't want to do that. I was like, okay, well then I'm going to do it. So what, what goes into your like choosing process? Uh, pretty much uh, to take like part of what you
3: said. If you think of a song, like we went through for this, for this album, we recorded all, uh, I think like 14 tracks, even though only 12 made it or 11 plus the cover. Um, we put like four or five, six different cover ideas out there. And, um, the vines was not my first pick, but it's one of those songs that you listen to or somebody that's a little bit younger listens to, and they don't know that song or they listen to it. And they're like, Oh, this is a pretty cool song. And they think it's an original song. And that's, that I think is where, um, good covers are distinguished from bad ones like paper cuts. When we did that cover, There's so many people that don't even know what that song is. And that was a huge song, especially like in Australia where he's from. Um, You just have to find one that you can make your own. And as long as you can do that, it's going to go well. Um, And sometimes you, you know, sit down with a song, you have your, you know, your audio production pulled up and what you're recording into and you start trying to write to it and be like, man, I don't really know how to make this mine at all. Like this just sounds like I'm in a bar playing the song as is and it's my voice instead of his that sounds more like rock or post hardcore instead of you know I think that's that I think that's how it comes down to it it's like this is the song we can make ours and it's so much ours that people either prefer this version and don't like the original version or don't even know that it's a cover in general and that's I think the 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 key sauce to it
0: yeah making it your own is super super important especially especially if you don't want to be known as the band that covered this song.
3: Yeah. It's like a really slippery, like slope. Like you can onboard so many people from that. But at the same time, like we've been at shows where people are holding up like the sign, like play paper cuts or <laughs> play. We did an In Sync cover at one time. Not that I ever, you know, want to do that ever in my life. Cause it was uh, the other vocalists uh, before me. Uh, we didn't have an essence. Bring me to life cover. We'll never put out. Mm-hmm. No one will ever hear it. Um, that's and a bunch of other ones. That's it doesn't. It was. It just. It 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 wasn't good enough. You know what I okay. mean? Like yeah. like we like it. Still was a good song. Like we played it well. We sang it well. I just don't think it was good enough to stand on its own, which is why Sorry. it won't come out.
0: You know what, what I mean? I, what I will say is this. Okay, there's a video out there of Jim and I doing that very song. Karaoke. Hmm. I nice. think we need to have a karaoke off at some point <laughs> where we both perform it. We do, okay. we do the, uh, we obviously do the, the, the coin flip to see who goes first, right? But we should do that. I think that'd be fun. Or okay. we swap partners. Okay. Or
3: if it's an off day and we're in your city, we could find a karaoke emo night
2: mm. and, just, and
3: just go. you know what i mean you know what i mean okay what but like there's people that go to karaoke and they're like this is my song i'm gonna sing this song every karaoke they go to and there's a few people i know that that's the song
1: really that's an ambitious choice
3: it is i mean it's usually two people that don't really want to go sing but they are (laughs) because the other person's going if that makes sense (laughs) like if you do it i'll do it and, and then they, like, talk each other into it, have a couple drinks. And they're like, okay, yeah, I'll go. It's fine. We'll go.
1: So what's what's your go-to karaoke song then?
3: Uh, it used to be until I heard too many uh, too many songs. or too, I heard it too many times. I write Sins, Not Tragedies by Panic. Um, mm. It's a great choice. Um, Fall Out Boy, either Sugar We're Going Down or uh, Dia Maria, All Time Low is a good one. Ooh. Those um,
1: are crowd
3: pleasers. Can you tell where, like, the genre I grew up in? <laughs> not um, a
1: clue. Cannot no. pinpoint the era. No.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm dating myself. Uh, usually one of those, for sure. I like that.
0: I like that. Yeah. I, I, My problem is, is that, like, when I go to a karaoke bar, I always try to find things that are just not going to be at a karaoke bar. Right. Like and, what? and, and what are
1: you looking for? Oh, uh,
0: you, you look uh, like I like uh, deaf tones or um, deaf tones. It's not digital bath because fuck that. I'm not singing digital bath. Fuck <laughs> right? Like Chino's, Chino's just God tier kind of vocalist on that. But like, you know, I I like to go look for deaf tones or, you know, not in the end by Linkin Park. Mm. right it's a great song it is a you know, great song but, but, but i gotta
1: recommend it. you know you know how i'm gonna bring this full circle real quick we were talking about in our teaser episode about scaring the crowd or scaring the bar with something on the on the speakers yeah. i did karaoke and it was break stuff by Limp one night
3: yes <laughs> that oh, that really uh, changed the
1: movie in the room
3: yeah <laughs> so, oh it can go one way or the other <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
0: yeah, very divisive. <laughs> I, something, I, I I will say, something I will say, and I, I, I've I've fallen victim to it myself is right. and, and I think I think I need to clear this up right now, right? Let's so go. so we we were talking uh with it with another guest and and about like because they came up around the time that Limp Biscuit came up and stuff and I was kinda like, What do you why do you think Limp Biscuit gets such a bad rap and, and, and whatever? And you know what a little bit I was kind of like, you know what? Limp biscuits lame. But if you but 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 I'm coming clean. I'm coming clean here.
1: Okay, okay.
0: They got some bangers. Come on. Like like uh, That's what I that was, that was my jam in high school. Like we yeah. we should you got to respect. You got to respect. Limp the Bizkit. the
3: song they put out in 2021, 2022. Oh uh what was that? It was good. good. It was good. Style? Uh I, th- I think that was probably it. I uh Scags uh-huh. maybe listened to it the other day. I don't know why. Uh but I was like
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty I That's pretty good. <laughs> I liked uh I like when when uh West came back uh Gold Cobra. Mm. That song was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. That was good.
1: And this just comes back to we don't have to love all the genres but we can respect them for what they are. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I, I got to tell you above us I have plenty of Limp Bizkit CDs in in a an old crate some sort of <laughs> some sort of like a a rubber made bucket. I've got some Limp Bizkit CDs.
1: But, right. You can sell those for a lot now, you know. Really?
0: Probably,
1: maybe. I don't know.
3: There there's like a CD market and like a vinyl market that I was not aware of. Like there's people that come up to me at shows when I'm I, I do merch a lot and um they're like, "Dude, struggle is like 80 bucks on this website. Do you have any more?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, just buy it from me for like 15 bucks. Like, you don't have to pay $80. <laughs> but there's like there's some a website market. Yeah, like, um, like whenever Rain City Drive uh, was slaves, their last slaves album they put out with yeah. with Matt, um, they were, they were nice enough to give me one, and I'm, I'm just gonna keep it, I'm selling it. But it was like $200 the CD on that site because there was so little of them, they didn't print that many, they were changing their name. It was the last thing that they would ever put out. No they shit. were like, uh, like it, it, at first it was 150, 180, 200, like it was a pretty good amount of money. I I wish I could remember the name of the website, but there's a secondary market for sure. Um okay, for vinyls well, you need
0: to text me at that website because I have so many <laughs> CDs that I need to make money on. I kind gotta... of you're
1: sitting right next to me and I'm thinking the same thing right now. I'm like, oh crap. Yep. <laughs> We're sitting on what, gold mines, folks.
3: Yeah, like <laughs> and so many people are. It's just like Pokemon cards or whatever. Like, you yeah. don't know that you're sitting on gold mines until someone wants a holographic first edition Charizard that's like PSA 10 rated or what whatever it is that the terms that they use for it. Um and I used to have one and somebody stole it. Like a wow. whole book of them, but um, if I if I find that website, I'll I'll, I'll let y'all know. But like, man, like test presses of vinyls that no one ever can own. Like I have a test press of Imposter Syndrome Part Two that there's two of, ever. And there's there's like band members that have that stuff, um, and just like really really rare things that you would be amazed the amount of money that people are willing to pay for. Not not I, advocating you know screwing people over, but yeah, it's crazy like what people want to buy. Like Japanese got... versions of their albums or
0: whatever. Actually, we—I was just—we t- were just talking about this in an episode a couple couple weeks back. I have uh, a Breaking Benjamin radio promo for uh, "We Are N- You Are Not Alone" or "We Are Not Alone," because I was a huge Breaking Benjamin fan at the time, and I went to a local place, and I had just seen the "So Cold" video, and I was like, "Dude, I need to get that album." But, you know, like it was pre pre Internet and we couldn't just Google things and go, when does this come out? And I went I went to this like place and I was like, do you have We Are Not Alone? And they were like, dude, that doesn't come out for another like three months. I said, what? <laughs> OK, and then the guy said, well, I have the radio, like the radio screener. And I was like, well, fucking yeah, give it to me. And yeah, so I have that. Uh, I think that'd probably be worth something, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, like Breaking sure. break Benjamin was a huge band. I mean, especially for me, um, <clears throat> I was playing Halo, and they came out with a song for the Halo soundtrack. Blow me it away! Blow, blow me away! Great song. I was like, oh yeah, like this is good. And I, I feel like that's like one of the help, one of the things that helps like break bands as well. Is like they get that one placement of like a video game or like a movie or a cover or whatever. And it's like dang, Whew. I wonder. I wonder how many bands have done that, but like. I don't remember what time that was of like the year, but like, it's crazy to me that people don't know what burning CDs is is, is at all. Oh, man. Or LimeWire or FrostWire. And you know, the, the third time your dad has fixed your computer and then you put another virus on it because you <laughs> LimeWired something or it's my. like the lowest quality of that song, or it's like you got Rickrolled, but it's titled, you know, my chemical
0: romance. I'm not okay. <laughs> or
3: whatever Dude. it is. Like ah, I, people don't know what burning CDs West. is. And I'm like,
0: Oh, my, my first, God. My first computer that I had in my family, we had a four gig hard drive. And this that was, was like big. the most stuff ever. I killed it because of Napster. I, I destroyed it because of Napster. <laughs> Just like, you know, because okay. like I was I loved uh, imports. But back in the day they were known as bootlegs, but it was like imported things. So I like and the chili peppers had just come back with John Freshante, and I'm like, every chili peppers bootleg ever. And I had it all on that computer. And I just fried it. Ugh. Completely fried it. It's
1: a rite of passage, honestly.
0: It yeah. is.
3: And you know? and it's and it's a shame that teenagers don't have that.
1: I feel like it today. just made me appreciate music more because it was like a whole adventure to get it so once i had it i was like well let's treasure this track or if you were searching for a cd in a record store and you finally find it it's like now you could just search anything and get it in two seconds there's you don't appreciate it the same way because you didn't work for it
3: you know what i mean yep and now it's more like the physical like i have this item and because bands don't print many cds or vinyls anymore and you go see the show you're like oh this band's dope Let me buy this and then they never press it again and now you have a collectible which is Mm -hmm. still cool, but like, man, there's not really anything that like compares today to like kids that are in like teenagers or, you know, even like early 20 year olds. Like they, they don't know what that is.
1: You know, this is a a question for you, like being in a modern band in this day and era, like, do you think of the way you put together an album differently now because the way people consume albums is different? Because it used uh, to be you listen to a, an album from start to finish and the track list matters. But now it's like you could just kind of pick a song and listen to what you want, you know?
3: It, we, we still definitely um, pay attention to, like, the flow of the songs. Um, and, I, like, I'll sit there until, like, 7 in the morning, like, three days in a row. Like, okay, let me give you one more listen, like, one more run through. Like, I got to figure out, like, this song is a good opener and then this one and then, like, this song is a really, really good closer. Like, we still think about that as far as, like, the flow. But um, the way that we write songs for that, I don't think is much different. But I think COVID, um, that period of time changed a lot of people's opinions where EPs were a lot more prominent. So instead of we have a full album, let's sit on it and not put it out until COVID's over, which could be tomorrow, two years, 10 years. We don't know. We were of the mindset, which it changed for us at that time of let's just do two EPs. Like, why not? Let's just keep putting out content. Like, we don't want to just not do anything. And we were independent at that time because uh, we hadn't. We just signed a thriller not super long ago, but um, we just wanted to keep pumping content out. So that at that time, I think it changed for us. And uh, a lot more bands were starting to do EPs just to have content more often because, uh, like, the album cycle to the music industry is a thing, which you it's, which you know, yeah, uh, where it's like a year and a half, two years. Two and a half, if it does really well, and you want to keep touring on it, and then you have to get ready for your next release. Which a lot of you know people that aren't in music don't know. It takes a long time, and a lot of hands interchange to you know write an album, do production, give them mixed notes, uh, give yeah. them editing notes, videos, mastering, all of that. Um, it's like by the time it takes you a released while. Released
1: one album, you're already recording, writing whatever you're doing for the next yeah. one. Like there's no time.
3: Exactly. Yeah, you know, like you, you just have to stay busy. And I think that's a good thing, um, that, that our, that our kind of, uh, opinion has shifted on it. Cause when we, when we talk to our label, you know, they talk to us about like, do you want full lengths? Do you want EPs? And we're like, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> we just want to keep putting out content. Uh, yeah. and they're like, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> okay. We like that. That's great. We can't put out three albums a year, guys. (laughs) Um, Which I don't, that was a really, probably really sad. But like, um, you know, you come out with a strategy and I think EPs are a good thing as long as it's not like three or four song EPs, which still can be okay. But like you have a taste test of the album before it comes out, right? Where Mm -hmm. there's like three singles, four singles, whatever. And then your album full length could be 10 songs, 13, 15, who knows? But with an EP... You can't really do that. They're like, okay, the EP's out and four of the songs are singles and you only get one more song when it launches. That's a new content. So unless you just like really pop them out fast, like I don't I don't know. I feel like the album, the full album cycle is still better, but at the same time, like tease a couple EP songs, put it out. Put another EP out because then you have more new material that people who book for booking agents want you to like have something new to go tour on. Or to be on a package or whatever. Yeah. So I think I think that's good. But for us, that that thought changed a little bit around like when COVID happened, for sure. Not to ramble too far.
0: No, but- no. I, I think I think it's it's funny because like a lot of bands. I mean, dude, I, I do it myself. I'm you know I'm not an, I'm not on a uh, on a record label or anything like that. But it, it seems like the the heavy focus nowadays is singles, right? So you you, you I'll release a single every other month, right? and which is a lot of content you know when when you when you add up the the video and the the play the guitar playthrough and the bass th- and the drum playthrough and the sing through and all that stuff so like it's it's a lot it's it's you know but um and and Jimmy too Jimmy does the same thing where he does singles rather than uh records but I do think there's there's still a lot of man there's so much in in a record in listening to it from front to back that I, I, I think is missing nowadays where, you know, yeah,
3: like an people... experience of an album.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I know I know, like, you know, bands like Tool were was always like, well, we don't want to put our album on Spotify because we don't want people to a Tool record is an ex- experience and this and that. And it's like, well, you know what? You put like 13 minute instrumentals on there. So like and hmm, every periphery let's, song let's like
3: let's chill you know, they're 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 a band who does like this is an yeah. experience and i i listened to you know part four part five and yeah. i'm like oh this is like 75 minutes each song is nine to 13 minutes but it changes so much or like coheed and cambria they did like yeah. an experience like many of them and their new album was great not what i thought it would be but it was great but like yeah. that i feel like that uh, you're right it is kind of missing a little bit um from from some bands and uh Bad Omens does a really good job on their newest album of giving you like so an experience. Good. Like that <laughs> so track good. listing was great. Uh Dayseeker's track listing
0: uh, was great in the
3: order. Um yeah, I, I think you're right.
0: Well, like Dayseeker Dayseeker does a lot of uh it's more concept. Dayseeker always goes in concept record. which
1: I love a good concept record.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: such a nerd for figuring out a storyline.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I
3: I Rory do too, so good. <laughs> dude. It I it's not fair, like <laughs> bro. <laughs> there's uh, like every singer always has a vocalist where it's just like, dude, if I could just if I could just sing like that, <gasps> Like Rory is probably one of those people for me that I'm just like, dude, like ah, uh, he has such a good voice. I wish I wish I had that voice, but at the same time, like you know, there's probably people that he wishes that he could sing like, and it's usually what you don't sound like. Right. Um, and I've always had kind of like a, a brighter tone and I've tried to like beef it up as years went on and change things or whatever. But like, man, his voice is so good. Like, I feel like he could sing a dictionary and I don't want (laughs) to just nerd out about like Rory, but like, there's so many like ways that he can put like emphasis and uh, all the little things without having to really seem like he's even trying and it's like, dude, you're in like Andy Sizing. I think that's how you say his last name. He's in like 800 bands. And it's like, dude, you're an alien. I tell him on Twitter all the time, like, stop being so good. Let somebody else, <laughs> let somebody else impress people with their voice. Like, stop. <laughs> you're too good, man. Like, like, quit, quit. When he joined Monuments, and I heard him scream really low. I'm like, what planet are you from? who are you? <laughs> you, know you know
1: what, what I mean? though? I to put it into perspective though, I bet there's people who are maybe just learning how to sing or scream or or listening to your music and think the same thing of you, you know, like it's all full circle, isn't it?
3: Dude, it it is and that actually happened. Um really we went on wow. tour with Dead American and that's Cove's band from seosin, uh if anybody out there doesn't know. And it was so weird because like I, li- like, I listened from, like, Anthony Green to Cove to who knows. And, you know, I don't really get starstruck by a lot of people anymore just because of, you know, who you meet in the industry and, like, everyone's people. um. But when it came down to it, there was a guy that, like, didn't talk to me much the whole tour with one of the other bands. And he was like, dude, like, I didn't want to say anything to you, but, like, I look up to you a lot. I started, you know, learning how to sing because I listened to outline like from the EP day EP days. I was sad when you left. I liked, I liked the other singer. I was so stoked when you came back and I was like, I, I don't deserve that. Like, no, <laughs> you can't, you can't tell me that. And it was so, it was just cool to, to feel like I inspired somebody to like be creative and find their voice because they listened to something that I like I made And it's really validating because I don't make music for other bands. I make music because I like making music, like how it sounds. I want people to like it and relate to it. And I was like, man, I haven't said anything to Cove, but like he's Cove. Like everyone listened to Sayosin. Like I I grew up when I learned how to start singing. It went from all the like My Chemical Romance to Fall Out Boy to Sayosin to – Uh, like the um, the used to all time low and made a parade and all those other bands like panic at the disco and like cove is that for me. So like, it's so like, it's weird to hear that, but thank you. I don't deserve that, but thank you. (laughs) Cause like, he's the reason I learned how to sing and they opened for us. Wow. And, 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 you know, great. He's a great singer. Uh, And it was good tour. And it it just, uh, I was like, man, so the full circle thing you're talking about is like, that was, that was my moment that it happened for me that probably I won't get that experience of ever again. Like the first I time you see a movie, you
1: you yeah, didn't well, think it would it's happen like, the first time you say yeah. it could happen again.
3: Well, it's, it's kind of like when you watch a movie or like you play a game that you're like, Oh my God, that was the best. Like, I wish I could go back, erase my memory and experience the first time <laughs> of like watching that movie again. Like that's kind of how it felt for me. And I, I'm not a guy to have an ego at all. Um, and it just, it felt really good. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm just a dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let me, hi- let me hyperventilate and come back. <laughs> like, like why? <laughs> but it was so, it was so cool to see. Cause like that, that's, that's what it's about. Like I want people to find a creative outlet. And if I inspired somebody to do that, of anything that I've ever done, like that's so fucking sick. Like that's, that's that's what it's about.
0: Hell yeah. Really? Hell
3: yeah. You were saying something earlier about we're going to come back to it. Something about having a kid or something like that. If you wanted it for <laughs> content, I didn't want you to miss it and forget about it. No, um, no, no,
0: no, no. I, speaking kid, of... Kids in band, like band kids are fun. Yeah. You will have a lot of fun.
3: I, uh, I, She's only two. Uh, she turned two in February, but... Um, she's such a personality oh man and it's uh it's it's really fun because i get to relive some things that i never thought like i i would like feeling like a kid because i'm like oh yeah like you gotta watch this movie you gotta watch this show like gola gola island came on and i was like yeah you get to watch gola gola island um because i just got we just got a discovery plus or whatever it's called subscription um where that's on there like you remember that like Zubumafu. um yes and the (laughs) early blues clues like oh man there's so many good ones and uh man it's it's pretty cool um
0: just especially just wait as she gets older then you get to the like the really cool stuff (laughs) where i'm trying to figure out when
3: is a good time for her to go to a show um because she's getting a lot better about going out but at the same time like you know we have a little you know earplugs for her and her the, mom her mom got headphones. Me, we me and her mom got some for her um because you gotta have those but like at the same time like can she stay for that long yeah uh, there's like it's an tough. attention
0: span type it's thing it's tough when you're a headliner yeah uh what what the best thing to do is 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 a like a festival. Um so my my son came to see us for the first time like not this band that I'm in a past band uh, he came to see us for the first time. I think he was like, he was standing. So he had to be like seven or eight months old, or maybe a okay. little bit older than that. That's um, pretty early. But yeah, As long as you, as long as you got those cans,
3: you're in good shape. Yep. So you're he was couch surfing shape. pretty well at seven to eight months. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. dude. Just doing the. The, yeah, yeah, the shimmy. The, the, shimmy. Edge, the edge of the pool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, I, I can't. It's really deep, but I can hang on to the edge of the pool and hop, hop all around it. Like
0: I know we, what you're uh, talking about. <laughs> we, we just brought the kids uh, to their first show a few months ago. Um, it was when Amity Affliction and Silverstein were uh, were touring together. They were doing a co-headliner, and um, and Josh was like, "Yeah, we're we're doing the early one in your area." And I was like, sweet. So you go on at eight, kids are up. They, they, my kids are big Silverstein nerds. So, like, we'll talk about that later if you want. But you're like, doing good, dad. You're but, doing but, good. Yeah. <laughs> he loved it. So, but, but I will say, uh, Holding Absence was my kids' first, like, legit show, like, the first set they got to see. And, um, And like we went to their merch. We went to their merch booth (sighs) afterwards and they couldn't have been more cool to my son. Uh oh man, they were they were just so so fucking good. So good. Dude,
3: it's so cool to see bands do that too. Like there's been a lot of kids that have come up and and their parents would be like, yeah, this is my kid's first show, and they could be like five. Or like twelve or like fifteen, but like uh, there was a there was one tour where for some reason we decided to have a local artist uh, make us outlining coloring books, and we printed like fifty of them. I'm not even kidding. Like <laughs> that's amazing. We made a coloring book. We might still Good have idea. a couple. Um, So where it was like different pictures of us and like some customs. One was put on a shirt, and man, if we saw a kid we were we just like gave them so much free shit we were like yeah good for you dad like out or mom or you know both are awesome and it it's so like we all get so excited to see to see kids come out and like love that kind of music and not every kid's going to but like yeah. it's a cool experience especially when you see bands like really really like like do you hey do you want a picture like do you yeah. want to like play 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 Fortnite with me or like what's your gamer tag or like just just really like like try to like make that kid have a good experience like it's such now that i'm a dad like oh it's good that's good stuff man <laughs> yeah dude
0: it, it, it's it's really cool it's really cool like and and i i've been fortunate enough to like do these kind of things where where i'm able to like connect with other musicians and stuff like that like to the point of like so, like I said, with with Silverstein, they're big Silverstein nerds because we've played their music, tons and tons and tons. Right. So, I've got this studio, and Jen, one night, my wife was just like, "Yeah, we'll let the kids play and do instruments and do things, whatever." And um, <clears throat> they they love "Burn It Down" with with Caleb. Um, at the time, Silverstein they they released "Beautiful Place to Drown," and they like they couldn't do anything because it was covid and stuff so they the kids the kid kids sang the Caleb part that stream uh that they did they they were like breaking down each of the songs and Josh texts me he's like hey would you be opposed to having your kids on a twitch stream like this video of your kids doing it <laughs> and i was so like cool. no not at all he's um, like cool yeah. because Caleb's going to be on the stream and watch it and we had my kids watch the stream as Caleb watched them do his part and uh and my 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 daughter's like a little shy so she was kind of like I don't want to watch myself which she like that's totally me because uh, I don't know about you Jonathan but like when you put something out I don't want to fucking hear it again like yeah like I've heard the mixes I'm fine like let's I'm done my my son he's just like I want to see Caleb's reaction again. I'm like, all right, dude, let's chill. (laughs) Whatever, whatever.
3: I mean, but uh, yeah, I'm the same way to that uh, in in a certain extent. But then there's some other things that maybe aren't music related. Like I I disc golf a lot and there's a video that came out. I won like a putting championship and I uh, just watched that not too long ago. And it was pretty cool. But like normally I don't like seeing myself on camera again. So if it's like music maybe, but like camera, I don't want to ever see that.
0: No, thank so, so good. you've done, you've done, you've done both like the the front man thing, right? Where you're untethered, but then you also have you've, you're you're stuck with a bass. Let's let's face it, you're stuck with a bass, right? Man,
3: sure, I sure am stuck with that bass guitar. I've been, I've been, um, there,
0: I've been there. But what what do you no, prefer? Do you, do you do you prefer to like be untethered live, like to just kind of like go out and do your fucking thing, or? <laughs> there's a there's a
3: certain uh there's a difference in like the like how it feels and like the satisfaction of each of them um so i i I told you before i I used to play in a pop punk band where i had i would play guitar and sing and it was me and another guy who also played guitar and sang and we shared vocals kind of like we do now and i got used to doing that and my stage presence was ass like horrible did not know what i was doing and that was the same when i started singing but when I came back to the band, I just started like really coming out of my shell, getting that stage presence with the microphone down. Like I was like making like ugh, like the faces and and like stomping and like fucking throwing down, like really getting it. And then we had um, the lineup change and, and uh, I had to basically learn all the bass parts like a week before our tour started. Uh, I was like, yeah, give me three days. I'll figure it out. I used to play guitar i get it's fine so i did that and it took me probably halfway through the tour to get used to that but there's like a certain kind of like satisfaction to feel that bass like in your soul because it really gives you like a good like bass um like where the chord is where like what key it's in um to where they're both fun in their own right um it was a temporary thing. Three years later, I'm still doing it. I like it. Um, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to like it at yeah. all. I was like, yeah, I'll just do this until we, you know, need something. I don't know. Uh, and even our label owner was like, I mean, if we could, if you wanted a bass player, John could come back out, or if you like doing that, like I don't know. Um, but we, I mean, we just kept it, and um, I kind of like missed having an instrument for like to an extent. Cause there's different like moves or like different things that like each song has like a groove um, that you kind of like get into and there's like, Oh yeah, this part's coming up. I can really like, like, Ooh, but it it feels more like satisfying in a certain way to have a bass and like throw like this weight around versus only having a microphone. And you're just like, (laughs) what (laughs) do (laughs) I do? Which you figure out too, but like they're both equally uh, fun to me. Yeah, uh, in, in love, different retrospects,
0: <laughs> I always love that the what what do I do with my hands conversation because we we've talked to a few people that are like you know I was a guitar player first and then I eventually became this and out of necessity like I I talk to more people that become a vocalist out of necessity than people who are like I was a vocalist first but then like I also play these things so yeah it, it's it, it's always about that like what do i do with my hands and then it's like man i could do other things but and
3: then you're in the moment and you're like what do i do <laughs> and then afterwards you think of all the stuff that you could be doing <laughs> or, or whatever and i don't know it's it, it's definitely it's fun for sure
0: yeah uh, yeah it's a i different mean experience I, like uh, i'm a part of a like a two-piece band so i have my drummer and then i do the the other stuff. And then when we play live, I, I try to get other people to play. But for the past two years, it's been either a bass player or a guitar player who's done it. And I've been tethered behind the, the thing. And it's like, man, I just want to climb on shit and, <laughs> and do stuff. Yeah, I, I just wasn't sure if like, that's that's your thing. You know, like, I I could tell like, Skag- Skaggs was like a vocalist out of necessity. In a lot of ways, right? Uh, Yeah. Um, That one tour was kind of the
3: breaking point of like, all right, well, emergency. We got to either figure out if we're going to be able to tour or if we're just going to not be banned. And that was not an option when we thought about it to any of us. Um, So he just took over because he was he actually originally tried out for the band as the singer or the vocalist. Um, and has done the most of anybody in the band. He's done keyboard to bass <laughs> to vocals now, and he and he did backup screams um, like with our other vocalists. Yeah. So he was already doing it, and and had yeah. gotten you know immensely better. And he's oh my god, he's he's so good at singing um, now. Not to say he wasn't before, but like if anybody ever in the world was the like exemplary like in the dictionary of like this dude busts ass every day, it it's him like he's come so far in anything that he wants to do it's it's nuts but it was a necessity thing but also at the same time like he deserves that spot like he's done the most for the band in the band etc of anybody and i'm more of like a laid-back guy like being that like front man to me was kind of foreign because like i i haven't been that like yeah like let me let me get up you know in the front for a while uh you have there's that meme that there's like this is the medical vocalist on stage this is them at merch (laughs) (laughs) that's it's very much me (laughs) i'm like i'm you know i'm I'm not like super outgoing but at the same time like i'm like hi thanks for coming to my show i appreciate (laughs) you
1: (laughs) that almost gave me like mickey mouse energy the way you right. just said that, which I guess gets the point across.
3: <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's pretty much how that how that meme feels uh, to me. Just like on stage, I'm like making mean like m- half the time, like I'm making like faces and throwing down. And then I'm like one of the only people in a band that I know that like you'll catch me smiling on stage like a big cheese. Like, like I'm happy because I am happy <laughs> while doing it. Like that's the point. And I've had people come up to me after the stage and be like, dude, your energy, like you smile when you're doing it and you're like in it and you're feeling it. And like, that's, that's what we want. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the feeling like that, that 45 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever is like where I have like very much like, yeah, like there's, there's the endorphins. There's all of the good things. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that what you just said also just relates to the whole scene in general, right? Like the fact that you can seem so ferocious and high energy on stage and then be so kind and chill at the merch table, like any outsiders in the post hardcore world might think it's so daunting or even dangerous in the mosh pits or anything like that. And then you realize like at the core of it, what's really going on is like community and friendship and support. And it's like, yep. yeah, just got to look a little closer, I guess.
3: It's hilarious yeah. because people think that like metal and metal musicians are like these horrible people and like, like, Oh, they must be really rude or horror. Yeah, like, ter- right. like all the corporations I've worked for and all that. They're like, you're in a band. Oh, that's pretty cool. uh <laughs> you don't really, you don't really look like a singer. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, what, here's a video. And they're like, Oh, wow. I That's I you. Im- that's you. <laughs> I wouldn't imagine you doing that. I'm like, that's what i like to do (laughs) and uh it's 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 cool though because like you tell those people like actually people who like metal are like the nicest people you'll ever meet you see this dude that's like tatted tatted neck tat face tat and he has like this puppy and he's like oh little baby (laughs) you're so oh come here and he's like the sweetest person and you'll ever meet it's so yes. backwards, but it's, it's because
0: crude. it's it's community like everybody's everybody's like community. Everybody loves the community that feel. Yep. Of it. Exactly. Um, and when you're in it, you know, but
2: yeah.
3: to
0: the outside people, they just haven't found out yet. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of finding things out, one of the things that you're going to find out, Jonathan, is that we are sponsored by a, a wonderful company called. Poddex, one of the fine sponsors of this show. And what Poddex is is they do decks of cards for people who are not as um, not as proficient at asking questions as Tori is. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw my name in there because I I mean
1: I'm gonna throw your sense. name in there. As proficient as Mike <laughs> is.
0: Mm, okay, thanks, Tori. Uh, so what they do is they put out these decks of cards, they put different like different top uh like categories and then they make these decks of cards within each deck is 50 cards which each one has a question and what we like to have our guests do is pick from the deck and then pick a random question so the decks I, I'm, I'm gonna read them off don't worry okay <laughs> I, you, I you keep like... talking about how you date yourself well guess what i know how old you are you can't see i'm just kidding <laughs> um so we've got you
3: i couldn't see since i was three (laughs) (laughs) i have contacts in right now
0: so we've got the episode deck we've got the interview deck interview deck two we've got would you rather what the heck what the fuck and how dare you oh man i only i pick one pick pick one of these decks oh what were the first two uh, that would be episode deck and interview deck.
3: Uh, I can't, It's either what the fuck or how dare you. Because I feel mm. like those are more interesting.
0: Well, well, Tori, I think you should whittle it down. Which one? I mean, Both I, very fun. No pressure. Uh,
1: let's go with what the fuck.
0: Okay, it, yeah, we'll go with what the so fuck. Fun. Now, right. what I will say is this. <clears throat> what the fuck could be anything from... We met an hour and 40 minutes ago. Why are you asking me this? To the most benign question you've ever heard. Okay. <laughs> so, should I'm I just be throwing that out
1: Sorry, there. Jonathan. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm just throwing that out All there. Right. But while I do this, I'm going to really quick mention that if you go to poddecks.com, you can go fill your cart with any of these decks. Shit, go buy the app you can get an app on the phone. They've got even more decks. They have more decks on the website. They've got awesome t shirts, the soft style shirts that that we have at bacon is my and that I hope that outlining color has that they're not chafing on the nipples. Because if they're not Drax approved, they're no good. Are they soft style? Or are they like tour
3: in the summer is happening. So that's a good nipple chafing is a good thing to worry about. Um, I think they're all soft.
0: Okay, well, (laughs) I may or may not make it. And if I do, I will, I'll rate your shirts. Okay, Okay. I'll I'll do. But if you go to poddex.com, use the promo code (laughs) bacon, because everything is better with bacon, you'll get 10% off your order. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to fan these out. And where we would usually have Jimmy run his finger across and then pick that random question. <laughs> what we're going to do is Tori is oh. going to decide your fate here today. Okay. So whatever question I land on, it's Tori's fault. So um, do
1: I say stop when So when you So
0: you say stop when I start now. Yeah. She Stop. never says it.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> I just really wanted to build the tension as long as I could before I got too nervous. Is what happened. All right.
0: All, all right. right. <laughs> okay. So this could be benign. This could be you just met me. Do you have a birthmark? If so, where? Um,
3: one of them went away. Uh, I used to have one on my arm. That is just a freckle. Now it, it looked like an arrowhead. Um, That was broken on one side and I have a dot on my big toe and I think you used to have one on my butt.
0: I don't see back there a lot. So I don't know. Yeah. Don't try and look for it because you'll get dizzy. I I can't talk about mine. Oh, Well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there. I respect it's just that. there. Yeah. Uh, you need uh, you need a Manscaped product to see it. Ah. Manscaped.com. Promo <laughs> code BAKINGPOD. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Whoop, whoop. Yep. Um, so see what, what you I did do, there? Got to throw that out there. Uh, what I do have to say is um, coffee is one of my big things here at the house. I need to have like a good. I'm a black coffee guy because, and just like for me wings, right? If you, if you dip, if you dip the wings in like a ranch or blue cheese or something, it just, it ruins the integrity of the wing. It ruins the integrity of the sauce. So I'm a black coffee guy. So what is your, like your go-to coffee in terms of coffee brand? Um, Chameleon cold brew is
3: Mm -hmm. very strong. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a Costco membership again because I'm 89 89 years old and um, not really. Um, They have like this 128 like big um, container basically that has it. So I'll do that and I'll do enough like almond or oat milk and just a tiny bit of flavoring to like change the color. It won't be like super you know sugary like dunkin donuts coffee um but i do like it to have a little bit of uh of like vanilla but uh i still want to taste the coffee i used to only do black coffee um and sometimes i still will but usually cold brew is is what i go for just because the acidity is lower but
1: and you have a two-year-old so cold brew seems like the level you need
3: i i've had moments in my life where i've had too much coffee and i've caught myself in it and i'm like oh no
0: tomorrow's gonna suck
3: (laughs) tomorrow's really gonna suck or you know the first three months of her life see and then you get into like this loop that's not good so you have to like go on a coffee vacation and then like you're not fun to be around for like five days and i've been there too But, yeah, the first three months of her life where I slept no more than an hour at a time or two hours at a time, I had I had some strong coffee.
0: I really did. Tori and I were legit talking about this before you just came on is after the first three months. It's it's way easier.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't know, but I I trust Mike's word.
3: (laughs) The second you're able to sleep to get a REM cycle. 90 minutes or more whew. it went yeah. from like not more than two hours of sleep at a time one day we had a magical three hours and then um it was I think right at three or three and a half months I got like six hours and I had never slept so well in my life like it was whew. the best thing ever oh yeah yeah For like sure. you're so much more patient things don't piss you off like as bad like it, it's, it's just just It's a lot. It gets a lot easier. Plus, like, you know, they're more of a person. You can see them like looking at you and, you know, their sights developed enough to see you and all sorts of things and things just start getting better and more activities. And
0: yeah. Yeah. Tori, Tori, uh, you're a coffee person as well, right? I am. Yeah. Uh, Are you a are you a uh, I got to make it at home? Are you a more of a I'll go get it somewhere?
1: I'm really thrifty, so I like to make coffee at home, but only like in the morning, because it's like I'm not going out for coffee when I first wake up, but I do love a good treat. Like I do love, I mean, Orlando, I actually saw an article, it's ranked as one of the best coffee cities in the US, surprisingly, Um, not in the tourist Disney area where you were Mike, but like you go in the downtown area, we got some good spots. So I do like to treat myself here and there when I can.
0: Yeah, like I, I uh Jonathan, I was just in Disney uh last week. I got home yesterday. Uh I took a train home from Orlando to New York. Oh. It was it was yeah. long. Okay. <laughs> it was long. Uh, and there was no good coffee. There was no good coffee the whole time. Except uh, you know what? There That's was because one you day. didn't
1: ask me where to go.
0: I know, but I didn't have a car <laughs> and I didn't have a uh yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and but Ubering but just say, to get a
3: coffee, it's like oh, I got to Uber there, buy it, Uber back. Right, no.
1: right. And then but I will say, like a twenty dollar cup of coffee at that if point. You,
3: <laughs> if you do
0: if you do get um if you get to the Polynesian, they do have a Kona blend where they take it mm-hmm. and they do like the press coffee there in front of you. It's a coffee mm-hmm. for two. That's that's some good stuff, mm-hmm. but it that's takes it. it takes like six to ten minutes to make. So you need that 6 to 10 minutes because coffee is an art. Let's all be honest here. Coffee is an art. Don't be an asshole. Mm -hmm. Those Uh, who know, know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm I'm all about brewing at home. Like, I've been lucky. uh, My wife, Jen, is an incredible barista, I guess you would say. Barista, huh? Uh, Well, uh, that or if you want to call it a coffee chemist. Mm. Because for the past... Uh, I mean, th- like twelve years that we've lived together. She's always gone, and like we get, we will buy coffee. And if, it, if a coffee is not good enough, like on its own, she'll go. Oh well, maybe I should add this. And she'll like go, and she'll like find uh, like Cafe Bustella, where it's a strong coffee, where something else is like not strong enough. And she's like, okay, well I'll take this, and I'll put a couple of coat things of this and i'll make it better and dude she fucking does it
3: well
0: yep it's a talent it's a talent coffee a coffee talent. is 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 what make make of the world go round. Mm-hmm. realistically
3: sure. if the coffee is not good enough on its own then that means you just don't have good coffee but you can't always have the perfect cup of coffee
0: no true no, no, you, you do have to make concessions. Like, especially if you if you drink black coffee, you have to make concessions, right? Like, you could doctor your coffee up to no end, right? But yeah, if, if you're going just like straight black coffee, sometimes you just gotta sit it out. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> black
1: coffee is like the like, way to go. Yeah, if you if you have the bad cups of coffee, it makes you appreciate the good cups.
3: Yes, yes. I had to only do black coffee for a while to really, really decide if it was the coffee that I needed, or I just really like a tasty beverage that I inhale in one drink. <laughs> so sometimes I'll switch to black coffee and, and just make sure that I'm like only drinking it. That's like, Oh, this bitter just because I want coffee <laughs> instead of, you know, oh, I'm it, three coffees in now because that was tasty.
0: It's oh. so funny because as you're a, like your new dad, uh, you never get you never actually have hot coffee when you're a new dad like the first three months you 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 let it sit there and then you got to go back and it's got to be really good coffee for you go back and not go back and take a sip and you're like this is awful
3: especially whenever I have ADHD I make the coffee I brew it I pour the cup oh my god it's hot let me just I don't know I'll wait a second and then it's I want like it to
0: burn my face
3: super off. cold because I forgot about it. That's one of the reasons I switched to cold coffee and I just put it in the fridge. I'm like, okay, he says, I, you'll forget about it immediately. And then you have, and then your nightstand or wherever you are is full of like five cups of like half, half one drink, whatever coffee. And you're like, okay, well, I'm the kid from signs. Um, <laughs> you remember that movie? <laughs> I've been told that before. And I'm like, Oh, don't reveal my toxic traits, please. <sighs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good person. I promise, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, that's why I switched to cold coffee.
0: Love it. Love it. All right, Jonathan, we've taken up a lot of your time and we do appreciate it. Uh, before we sign off here, please let everybody know where they can find everything outlined in color, including your new tour coming up, which I'm excited to say that I may or may not be able to go to. Well, I
3: may or may not be excited to see you there or not. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I don't know. Um, I am in a band called Outline in Color, which you know, we are going on tour with Varsity and Discrepancies. And some of the dates have a few other locals on it as well. Uh, From April 28th until May 13th. And you can find us on pretty much anything slash Outline in Color. TikTok is TikTok in Color. Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Napster, Deezer. If LimeWire still exists, I don't know. <laughs> Call back. Um, you can find us pretty much you can find us everywhere, YouTube slash outline and color, um,
0: and on the Thriller Records YouTube page as well. Absolutely. Um, please make sure you check out their brand new record. Coast is clear. Uh check out the new single or the latest single. It's not really new anymore. They gotta they gotta cease and desist. <laughs> Because of Benny's, beans. Benny's Beans, Benny's uh, Beans, because uh, they did a little collaboration with Avoid, which I I don't know. Jonathan, have you heard? Avoid kicks ass.
3: Yes, they do. And they I don't know heard if, that or not? It's a hot there, rumor. If there ever was a band that you should go see live besides mine, because I need to um, shill my band more, because uh, you know I'm proud of my band. Anyway, uh, go Agreed. see us. Anyway, go see Avoid. They're yeah. Insane, they like one of their instrumentalists, a like, bassist or guitarist, took a break to eat Taco Bell in the middle of a song <laughs> and then started playing again. Um, they played Fortnite on a projector in the middle of their song as they were performing. Like, I, you never know what they're gonna do, and they're like everyone's favorite band to tour with right now. And we got to hang out with Benny, and that's the entire reason that Benny has beans now. And the video revolved around beans was because of Benny, so.
0: Yeah. And there's a cease and desist. Go, go check out the outline color, uh, <laughs> social media's to, to, to follow that whole fun little ordeal that happened with them, uh, freaking FDA and issues and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Check out outlining color. Jonathan, I, I want to ask you again, cause we, we said at the beginning of the teaser episode, uh, we like to know what, what is that part of your day that that's, makes it a little bit more gooder, more tastier, makes it a little bit more worthwhile. Uh, is it still coffee?
3: Coffee is definitely one of them. Uh, coffee, mm. breakfast, doesn't matter what time of the day mm. it is, 100%. Breakfast is the best meal of the day. Um, like breakfast foods. Really, really enjoy getting a hug from my daughter when she wakes up. And then when she skates right on past me after I have my arm stretched out, I'm like, get back here, you. Um, <laughs> you. Um, it's, I mean, that's, 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 the best, that's the best start to the day. Uh, if I haven't had that, my day does not start right. Awesome. So, tour, so tour
0: is interesting sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I hear that, man. I hear that. So without further ado, everybody, please remember to always ask yourself one super important question what what wait wait do you know it what is your
3: bacon yes i just guessed
0: i'll take it i love that though i love i love the concept so what do you think of jonathan
1: you know what such a cool dude and i feel like that conversation covered so much and I, I was saying to you prior to even recording how Outlining Color is actually a newer band in my scope. So I feel like I learned a lot, and now you know, can't wait to see the tour dates, listen to more of the music. What do you think?
0: I so so Outlining Color is one of the bands that I found it, I found early on in my Spotify, um, like when I sub- finally subscribed to it. You know, when when I finally subscribed to it and I started going through like the things on my phone and then I was like oh you can after you listen to an album you can auto play shit oh that's totally cool and Eat Your Heart Out was one of the first songs that came on afterwards wow. and that's how I found out about them and I fucking oh man I, I just I enjoy them a lot I, I enjoy the fact that they're not really and that's something that we love about uh, on this show too and, and and some of the artists that you've pitched to us is, is that we love the people that are like, they focus on a genre, they enjoy a genre, but they don't necessarily like stick to that genre. They can yeah. pull other elements in and it, I mean, you know, I, I like heavy metal, like I like metal and rock and, you know, even the butt rock stuff. Like love that's those. that's my thing, right? uh Jimmy's very much like a Foo Fighters guy uh Foo Fighters meets cheap trick kind of thing and but but you know what music is music and if you can appreciate that and you can pull that into your music dude that's yeah. awesome
1: that's I mean that's a big awesome. conversation that on my podcast we talk about all the time too because there's just when you really look at music there's no barriers except that the ones that like we try to make so right it was very cool to see outline and color like talk a little bit more about how they love hip-hop and country makes its way into the conversation and all the all these different things it's wonderful
0: yeah it's so cool it's so cool so tori um i mean man you're you're great you're a great co-host nice. thank you so much for helping us out while jimmy is eating steak out in Omaha. <laughs>
1: Well, hey, I couldn't do it without another great co-host. You know,
0: takes two. Well, I appreciate that. I'm <laughs> I'm okay at best, and and I'll accept that. I'm okay with that. Um, so before we sign off here, please let everybody know. And we have musicians that listen here, and I know that you're a PR person, and we've <laughs> talked about yeah. this. If you if you haven't heard why PR people are important, you need to go back to Tori's episode. <laughs> In the archives and go listen, because I think we touched on it. We Maybe? did, yeah.
1: Probably, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, we should have. I, I mean, hope so. <laughs> I hope so, right? Uh, so go and uh, Tori, let them know where they can hit you up.
1: Yeah, so I guess it depends on what you're looking for from me. If you're just trying to hear some more band interviews, um, I host a podcast on Not Fest called "She's a Band." all about female empowerment and supporting equality in the music industry but it's not too stuffy we just want to have some great conversations with women and anyone even we we had telly from the word alive on there because he's done some really great things to support women too so yes. um, it's it's been really fun to do that if you're a band wondering how to get on podcasts and how to get in blogs uh, i do that too i work for whoa that's fresh pr as a senior publicity manager Um, so I work with bands to help them get the word out there about their music through interviews and reviews and all those things. So, um, yeah, that's essentially where you can find me at Tori Kravitz on everything Kravitz like Lenny.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We'll have all the links down below in the comments on Strangerhood and all your podcast platforms. Me personally, you can find me at me, my own self, Mike, I am on Twitter, Instagram, facebook that's where you'll find everything from my my escapades in disney to uh <laughs> the crap that's going on with this podcast and and my band and stuff uh of course everything bacon is my podcast you can absolutely find on bacon's my podcast.com where you can find all of the things like uh our sponsors like uh manscaped <laughs> uh you can find all awesome deals with Manscaped, Drink Wild Bills, Pod Decks, Native Clothing. We've got a whole bunch of stuff, the best deals on podcast.com. Hit the sponsors link. Of course, Bacon is My Passion is uh, Jimmy and I's collective music thing. We can talk about that a little bit more uh, when we hit our Twitch stream on Thursday nights, 9 p.m twitch.tv slash bacon is my pod where we do rewrites. We actually work with a producer in real time. You can see what it's like to record a record and watch your dreams be shot down when you think a part is really great. And a producer goes, no, it's not that great. And then also we rewrite things. And then if we think they're that great, we go back to the producer and go, we think they're great. And they can go, mm, no, nope, not so much. But you don't know, we don't know until it's live. And that's the fun of it, I guess. Uh, my new band, my band, something heavy has a brand new single out. It's called separate ways. It's not a journey cover. I swear, uh, <laughs> check it out on all streaming platforms at something heavy music on all the socials. And without further ado, thank you for listening to Bacon's my podcast with my buddy Tori Kravitz right here. Tori, how do you think like, we, we close this out?
1: Um,
0: By asking everybody one question right
1: one that's what i was thinking yeah i think there's one question they they should be asked before we go
0: and and it's one question that doesn't matter and we know that even though you're vegan yeah it doesn't make you a bad person we swear
1: it's true what is that question what is your bacon
0: world peace baby world peace